I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I do what I want. I do what I want. I'm Luke Ebel. I do what I want. You eat what you want. Horses for courses. It's the football ramble. It's good to have you back, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Marcus, and the three people that are with me are Jim, hello, Pete, how appropriate you felt like a cow, and Luke. All right, indeed I am. Now then, we've had FA Cup weekend. One, what a weekend it was. Is the magic of the cup there? Well, if it wasn't, how would you bring the magic <laughs> of the FA Cup back? Let's Jim. face it, the magic isn't. <laughs> it was never magic. This is the myth, isn't it? But if it? you could make the cup magic, Jimbo, how would you do it? Firstly, a point on the magic of the FA Cup. Yes. They should call it the nostalgia of the FA Cup. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. these people are missing their childhood memories that mm. have already happened yeah. and therefore yeah. can never come back. And magic doesn't exist. Indeed. The unlikely um, results of the FA Cup as well could yeah. also be interpreted as. Yes. Uh, but the way I would bring back the magic, right, is, um, you know, generally teams play weakened squads quite a lot now. Yes. And we, I think we all loved Paul Skulls just suddenly being back at the weekend. Mm. Also, Owen Hargreaves popping up as well, and all the sort of strange little things that happened. David Beckham in the stadium, Roy Keane in there, as all those weird <laughs> things happening. I love Put your that hand I, up, Luke. I love that Owen, you, Owen Hargreaves actually playing football. It's like a strange thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, and all the others, you know, have retired yeah. or something. Yeah. Owen Hargreaves playing strange things like that. Right, so, <laughs> what I would do, because a lot of managers, they feel clearly they could do without the fixtures. So, I would sort of have the option of like legends teams, mm. but in the FA Cup. Kind of enforced for everyone. You can have someone from any point in your history and just play it like that, and probably speed up the TV footage so it looks a bit, a bit faster. <laughs> but would it. you would you have to pay them, or would you have first dibs uh, on different players due to uh, attend like how many times they played for the club? Yeah, that's how it'd work. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, the, Spur- like the Spurs versus Newcastle Gaza thing. Yeah, how would that? Yeah, it'd have to go on appearances, right? Okay. I suppose. don't want gas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an excellent idea, Jimbo. Uh, Pete, can you top it and thus win the points? I've got four. The magic right. of the points. How four. to get how to get the magic of the FA Cup back? A, yeah. I stop playing Ronnie flipping Radford's goal every bloody time it's yeah. on the telly and the highlights package. Uh, B, I'd not have it at five fifteen on a weekend where there's Premier League fixtures like what's happening this year. Disgusting. Ridiculous. See, uh, <laughs> uh, I'd give the winners of the FA Cup a, rep- a replica of the Cup Winners' Cup at the same time. Yeah. Ooh, now I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, you got his attention. And, and D, a three-hour televised uh, build-up for every single televised match, no matter what round. <laughs> <laughs> they already do that, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> that, I imagine that would contain an awful lot of uh, condescension towards lower teams. Yeah, right? exactly. Oh, yeah. oh it's, it's a great day out for them. Because <laughs> let's be fair, there's enough of that now. Yeah, well, exactly. It's like, it's, oh, they're having a lovely day. They're top of the championship. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They play football yeah. all the time. Yeah, he used to play for Newcastle, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lovely lingering shot at the Birmingham match when uh, I can't remember who went off, uh, but he threw his shirt at a, a kid in the crowd. And his dad, oh, pulled off the biggest grin I've ever Was seen in Steve my life. Taylor? No, no, it wasn't. No, it was. Uh, oh, I can't bloody remember now. Was the kid not off, really that bothered? He went off injured. The kid wasn't asked in the slightest. Really? <laughs> in fact, he was a little bit bemused. I think. It was <laughs> well, it be. Someone's thrown something at yeah, him. Throwing clothes at him. But yeah. his it's dad not appropriate. Was... <laughs> if someone does that in the street, dad's not going to react like that, surely. No, it is. Yeah. But his dad was a lovely. Br- he gave a lovely brummy faced smile. I don't know what that is or how it. Oh, it was Liam Ridgewell, wasn't it? It was Ridgewell. Yeah. It was yes yeah. when he went off injured. Yeah. Sh- Luke, what have you got? What well, I got? sort of feel like it's a re- what have you got? pointless now because you, like, yeah. Pete's sort of um, okay. already invoked the cup with his cup clause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, go Here's on. What, what you won, you? sort yeah. of thing. Oh, so you were just going to change the trophy? <laughs> no, I was going to go for um, if it's nil-nil, both teams go out. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's um, pretty good. Yeah, like that. Keepers aren't allowed out of the box. 
<laughs> in a David O'Leary style show. Oh, but, what, um, but then you wouldn't have like um, the, the city keeper forget, forget how to pronounce his oh, name. Nearly yeah, they're not that outside of the box unless they're a goal or, down. Like, an injury, right? Fan. Okay, yeah. Or it's like in which case, they have to be right for yeah, corners. It's getting complicated now. Or would you say which box on in yard? Yeah, if it's nil nil at the end of the game, both teams go out. But in injury time, if it's nil nil, the goalkeepers have to swap teams. Yeah, <laughs> or they both have to stand. They can on, both can only go in the centre circle. Can still use around. No, ha- how about and they can fight? That'd be amazing. How about and this is maybe because I've been talking to a friend of the round, Roy Meredith, too long. But if it's nil nil, extra time, no offside. Ooh, yeah, give that'd it a be go. good. Give it a go. Yeah, basically yeah. mess with the rules. That's the way to bring the <laughs> okay, 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 like different that. every game. Yeah. Uh, you, you get told on the day by the ref as you, as you kick off. <laughs> you pull it out of a hat and it's just like a different rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, Better than the silver goal, or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, oh, I just had down um, Paul Daniels and Pellantella to do the draw. Yeah, yeah. Well, take yeah. it very literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your own question. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jimbo's got the points. Oh, well done, Jimbo. Yeah. I do like the legends. We, we like a, not, a bit of nostalgia. Or as um, which comedian was it? Peter DeVries maybe said, "Nostalgia's not what it used to be." Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the, the real genuine way to bring back the magic of the FA Cup is combine all of those things. I think yeah. that's something we can all agree. Yeah, on. yeah. De- definitely. I, I think they should. I think they should not allow Manchester United to not be in it ten years ago. Um, <laughs> you could. You could say it's it's still could furious. Somehow. You could say the magic of the FA Cup has been brought back after Chris Foy did his own card trick at the weekend I don't get it no oh. um, ok let's Maybe go not. there then that deserved better <laughs> deserved more let's you. go to the cup itself before we talk about the Manchester derby let's talk about Swindon 2 Wigan 1 Paolo Di Canio said it was the best moment of his life um, <laughs> which might say more about his life than <laughs> <the game. laughs> perhaps he meant footballing life but no I'm well actually he, yeah, that is he means true. what he says this man the league two side beating the premier league side it was a fortunate winner but it was oh, a God. winner nonetheless what was he worst it was, it was lucky like, twice Duce getting hung <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the best part of that game was when Wigan's first goal which was a penalty yes. that hit the post yes. and all the Swindon fans were like yeah, 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 and yeah, he scored yeah. the full up and they literally audibly went Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was glorious. Yeah, yeah, Callum McManaman had a good game for Wigan. Oh, he's, always, de- he's always described as a distant relative. It's so like the women, all the women of Virginia in the US are always described are always sort of I'm I'm descended from Pocahontas. You're not. <laughs> You're not. Clearly not. <laughs> distant relative. I'd love to know how he's exactly how he's related because that's I'd how like he's always to, described. I'd like to think he's the um, the result of a of a romantic tryst that El Macar had in Madrid. Yeah, is that, that right? right? Yeah. He's ended up in Wigan. Looking at his face, I don't think he's in Wigan. <laughs> yeah. Or he's, or he's. I think hair. it's probably a bit more of a distant relative than his son as well. If that <laughs> is the case, yeah. that's quite a close relative. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Talk about the game. Yeah, all right. Um, no. uh, it's an excellent win, Di Canio. At the end of the game, oh, he lost it. Oh my goodness! Didn't he want to make statues. He wanted um, he the to have statues. <laughs> he was giving it the big one, wasn't he? He was saying, "We should remember this." <laughs> we should, he said, I don't care if we've not won anything. This is absolutely massive time. Did he go on the uh, steps? Like, wait, the trophy? <laughs> just stood there for ages. Goodness Where knows. is the trophy? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, an incredible uh, win for Swindon there, and they march on. <laughs> uh, so did Manchester United. They beat City 3-2 at the Etihad Stadium Arena. Stadium? Stadium, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was called the arena. Silly me. Probably got uh, one of those as well. Yeah, I was going to say, company sent off, should it have been a sending off Jimbo? Well, it's a really complicated one. I think it was harsh. You know mm. I mean? It's, it's not as clear-cut as a lot of people are saying. I mean, obviously, you did go in two-footed. You can't do that. But it's, it's down to the referee to interpret it, isn't it? And um, he, he did get the ball, and he didn't use excessive force. So I can see why people would argue that he, he would get sent off. But I think the referee had the option of not sending him off, and I think he should have taken that. Personally. I would argue that if Nani didn't jump, uh, I think there would be a, it would be a very different story because there would might have been a leg break or something because <laughs> he went in like an absolute lunatic. It's a funny one, Pete's right because Jim, if you think about it, if he connected with Nani, and it's only Nani's sort of quick thinking that got him out of that situation. If he connected with Nani, then automatically you're saying, well, that's a, that's a straight yeah. run because he's made connection. But I don't know, did he? <sighs> It looked pretty innocuous, even in that situation. I don't think it even would have hurt Nani that much if he'd gone in there. I, I, I would sort of. I, I know it's not. Like, but I, think, I can't remember which match I was watching. Kabai went in in a similar fashion, connected, really probably hurt the player, yep. and that was a straight red for me. This is exactly the same situation for mm. for me. Just because Nani got out of the way is, is neither here nor there. I don't know me. why Rooney made that decision. 
Fucking <laughs> <laughs> about it. Yeah. That's ridiculous, that is, isn't it? Well, it shouldn't affect the referee. I mean, the referee no. should have booked Rooney for that. Rooney learned how to do that when Cristiano Ronaldo got him sent off into the 2006 yeah. World Cup. Week, After he he's learning. Yeah, yeah. He's learning. On. Exactly. Ricardo Carvalho's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Mancini did that a couple of weeks ago, though, didn't he? Yeah. He got yeah. Yeah. It was a really nice point made, made on, on the 606, actually, yesterday, which was um, Alan Green. Alan Green was saying that, um, <laughs> well, you just need consistency from referees. Consistency! And common sense in the penalty area. But anyway, no, he said. He said, and another drink. No, it's a serious point. He was saying we need consistency and common sense. And someone rang in and said, "Well, actually, referees are human beings, so you're asking for two different things that can't coexist. So yeah. mm. You either want consistency, yeah. either they do the same thing all the time, or you want the referee to interpret yeah. and yeah. use common sense. Mm. It's one of those things. Um, Chris Ford is a bit of a checkered season already so far, mm. so you can understand. The he did win that gold medal, though. Well, he did absolutely <laughs> not in the realm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, but people also pointed to Frank Lampard's um, challenge um, a week or two ago, which was a lot worse than companies. He was, yeah. he was, and it was a lot higher. As Perhaps well, the referee didn't see Lampard's. Maybe there, there must be a reason because if the referee seen Lampard's, surely that's a sending off. But racists and no, referees have had a stinking it. season on yeah. him. Really, yeah. 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 Depends yeah. how you view racists. They might have had a good season. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, they're yeah, standards. So, yeah. well, they've broken through this season. Um, well, I thought that uh, <laughs> with regards to the company sending off, um, what is this is what I was saying on Twitter, and I think people quite understood the point I was making is why is a top class defender for one of the biggest clubs in, in Europe now going in two footed? He's yeah. an excellent player as well. Why is he doing that it's, in that area of the pitch? I think well. that's crazy behaviour. But, but his 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 response to that would be he moved pretty quickly. <clears throat> he, he saw the ball was there to be won, and he won it. He didn't need to do that two footed though. Yeah, exactly. No, he's no, got, no. He's, but what, stay on your feet then. Or don't go in two foot. Do stay something. on one foot. Yeah, <laughs> or, or need track to go back, two foot. Tra- yeah. Drop off a bit. You, you know, if you go in two footed, there is a huge chance you could get sent off. Now, you get, I, personally. It's the old adage that you're given to referee a decision to make. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we said that um, the other week about a player bringing someone down in the box, you know. Um, but. Company should know better. And if I was Mancini, I'd I'd be going off my head. But he, he probably was a booking. I would say that because mm. I'm not sure. I think the referee can interpret it, and I don't think it was a sending. I think Mancini coming out and appeal and saying we're going to appeal instantly. I think um, is slightly protecting his player because yeah, yeah. he's made a silly decision for my money, and, and you know, yeah. I, I think he's doing his player a bit of a service. But you'd expect that, wouldn't you? You'd expect yeah, him to do. Yeah, that. I think so. I don't like to sort of pressure referees and never go them because everyone seems to do that these days, and it's not it's not an easy job. Everyone who talks about it pretty much has never done it. Yeah. So it's it's a bit fatuous, really. But um, he had a poor game. I mean, he should have booked gigs. He should have given one or two other penalties. He should have booked yeah. um, Jones he as well. Didn't book penalty skulls. on Valencia as well. No, yeah, Just yeah. certain penalties. Absolutely, but he didn't give that because he'd already given one. Yeah, you, you that, wonder about that though, but that shouldn't. Wait, sure, that's no, terrible refereeing. Oh no, if, I agree. That is the but case. I genuinely think that is the case. That said, though, made the game a hell of a lot better for oh, me. I was about, <laughs> game, was about to say, and if it, if it wouldn't move for that, maybe skulls wouldn't have uh, come on at the end. Exactly. It was pretty. I, I, I thought um, Paul Skulls that, out of retirement, ladies <laughs> yeah. and gentlemen. Well, that came seemed, out of nowhere. Seemingly that morning. Yes. Yeah. Well, he had been playing um, a little part in training, but a lot mm. of the a lot of the players thought he was just there to make up the numbers because there was a few youth team players yeah. as well. But obviously not. Yeah. He did look a bit rusty, um, and he gave the ball away for the. Uh, but didn't he? Didn't he have like ninety seven percent pass completion? Yeah, I thought that. I Something. thought that. I thought that goal was Everest's fault actually. Yeah, ever, ever threw the ball into him. He just stood there. He should be on his toes, ready to get the ball. Yeah, back. I didn't think it was solely Skulls' fault. It's a poor pass, but I mean, Ever could have dealt with that. Ever's got real concentration issues, in my opinion. Skulls yeah. is doing some uh, sort of brilliant, sort of lofted passes, which, to be honest, I think were a little bit dangerous at times because he was. <laughs> I think I think he was forgetting how quick Man City are on the break. Certainly, is, is it not a worrying sign for United though, for bringing him back? Because the transfer window's open. Don't forget. I think it's necessary it for that match. I think you know. I think it was it was, it was the right decision. For traditionally, Ferguson's always brought young mid, young players through whenever he's felt like it. So maybe he just feels like a young midfielder. Well, you've up got to it. Paul Pogba and is it Ravel Morrison as well? Yeah. Are the, the two obvious candidates there? And you, maybe they're just not ready for it. Well, look at look at their last match. Look at the, the decision for the you know the the, the naff goal they conceded against yeah. Newcastle. The, the header that was just a weird decision mm. from a you know a young but youngster. That's true. Yeah. He did want Skulls to stay on another season. Yeah. And it was Skulls who approached Ferguson. Apparently, that's what he says though. That's what he. Says. Well, uh, but, but, okay. Well, let's take it as that then. Then Skulls has come back and said, oh, "I still fancy." You know, he's been there in training. Whether that's because maybe they had an iron and they wanted to keep it quiet, I don't know. But well, he's, he's training the coach in the reserve, helping to, help to coach the reserves. Yeah, so he's around the club. Anyway. For me, though, it was, it was good to see uh, Zabaleta and uh, Kolarov uh, doing the sort of uh, wing back, wing back sort of role. Yeah. And, and I thought, I thought that Mancini could have made that change a lot quicker and gone three at the back. 
before half time because I think w- he made all the cha- he made all the changes at half time, didn't yeah, he? And then, so. and then and then and then they started to play like and properly go on on proper runs. And but stuff. United did take their foot off the gas and get a little yeah. bit scared. Yeah, though, it did. Thing. It looks at points as if they could go on and like avenge the six one. But as you say, they did take their foot off the gas and they just sort of. I think Ferguson was annoyed with that. Yeah, they almost just seemed like they were closing it out from from the beginning of the second half onwards. We should also, by the way, talking about all this around, and it's impossible to know whether Skulls is a, it's a good move or not, because people seem to be judging it, but it won't mm. wait to the end all of the season. Time mm-hmm. yeah. um, but we should definitely talk about Rooney's goal, which is excellent. Yeah. First goal. And, and um, Danny Welbeck's goal was superb as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Young bottled that, didn't he? He did, yeah. properly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rooney's header was glorious. <laughs> he just... It was didn't one break of those his stride right? yeah he didn't break his stride and he just put his head up there and I think he, he spun round kind of didn't mm. he it's the extra cushioning he's getting from his hair plugs yeah, yeah it could be <laughs> and they are plugs yeah mm. indeed they are but what a game it was uh, no, it ruined the game. Sending off, ruined the game. <laughs> <laughs> if you read the papers, it's sending off, ruined well, the game. Yeah, and we got another big one uh, in the next round. I think, yeah, yeah absolutely. Manchester United, Manchester United and Liverpool. It's, yeah. it's great, and it's also good for the cup that another big team will be going out there. Yeah, yeah the, um, the the United Liverpool game in the next round. It's just a bit of a shame. It's not a subplot. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd really add to it. Yeah. Really add to it. I just yeah. want it. I just want it to be tasteful. Tis all. <laughs> yeah. I just want the people in the stands to just, you know. It's come to the point where we we just want a football game just to be all right. Yeah. Just above they're, um, they're having like crisis talks. The two clubs aren't they beforehand? Apparently, obviously, crisis talks is ridiculous sort of media hyperbole. But come on. Just come on. Come yeah. on, everybody. Don't um, support racism. No. no. Bottom line. Quite quite simple. Well, we, yeah. as a club. Just make it clear no, that is not acceptable. As a human being, yeah. As a human to, being, to be fair, you know, Liverpool did apologise um, to um, Oldham defender Tom Adeyemi, and th- I think the police have acted, haven't yeah, they? they have. Quite and swiftly. It's also, you know, got to be said you can't judge every Liverpool fan. No, exactly. And, and but I would argue right. that the the exploits uh, of Liverpool Football Club in the last couple of months has, uh, I don't know, not encouraged, but uh, fostered, condoned uh, that, that sort of environment, mm. this sort of siege well, mentality. It has and certainly sort of fostered that kind of... Um Everyone against us and to stupid people, you know, it will come out in racist ways. Yeah, <laughs> so I, 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 I think know. the t shirts thing was just so naive well, and just foolish. I thought Gordon Strachan sort of summed it up nicely. He said, you know, a moron is a moron. Yeah. He goes home, he's still a moron. It's not the football club's fault. It's it's not football's fault. That's just the, the, the fault of that individual. No, but I'm, I'm just. I, but I, I would argue that you know uh, they've not covered themselves in glory the last the last couple of months. And to be honest, they've still not apologised to Patrice Evra. Yeah. Yeah. Suarez said, which, I, "I'm sorry if you were offended by it." As in, yeah. it's your fault. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry you find my talking so naughty, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just outspoken. Oh, go fuck yourself. The apolo- yeah, the apology is basically, I'm sorry you're such a dick, isn't yeah. it? Which is yeah. not in any way an apology. And as I say with the t-shirts thing, I just think it's it's ignoring the problem, isn't it? And it's not, it's just it's taking no responsibility as a club for what is the most serious issue in football at the moment. And I just yeah. really think they need to rethink it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. some some issues are bigger than than football, and and this is is a great. If they should be, if they were going to be wearing any t-shirts. They would have, should have been wearing a kick it out t-shirt. Mm. You know, it's, it's just a bizarre situation. I don't I, understand. I don't understand. I, I, I kind of understand Dale Police wanting to protect his player and the club as well, but I just think it's backfired massively. I just just don't think it's good for anyone concerned. Mm. Well, back to the football. Uh, Liverpool did beat Oldham five one. Mm. Uh, great goal from uh, Oldham's Robbie Simpson yeah, to it get it underway. Goal but of the game. It was. They had some yeah. great goals in that game. John Joe Shelby. Yeah, getting his first. Stuart Downing as well getting his first four. The clown Andy and Carroll got a nice one. He did, yeah. Not his first though, uh, but Stuart, it felt like it. <laughs> Stuart Downing was arrested on suspicion of assault as well, wasn't he? Yeah, like in the same bar it, that a lot goes on. Lee Catamol's had a bit of problem. I see arm though, isn't it? I've been there. It yeah, Titus Bramble. No, but that particular place. I, I think. think Stuart Downing might um, even struggle to assist the police in their inquiries. Mm. Hey, <laughs> well, but wasn't Downing with like his ex-girlfriend? And it wasn't them that got in a fight. They got in a fight with someone else, according yeah. to the report. I think the, um, very odd. I think the, the, the highlight of this weekend has been uh, Andy. That picture of Andy Carroll slumped in a club. Is that real? Beer. I think so. Yes, yeah. but it is funny. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like he him. just can't. <laughs> but he just can't. It's one of the things. That the boy. I genuinely feel sorry for Andy Carroll. I think it's you know it, it, it's not an ideal situation for him. Thirty-five million is a lot of money. Yeah, but anyway, he's taking know, it badly. People, if he's going to be drunk in a club, people are going to take pictures. Take some booze home. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's get back it was to his proper professionals with Landon Donovan yes. and Everton. They beat Tamworth, the non-league side. Stop dragging us back on the pitch, and, uh, <laughs> and Landon Donovan's corner set up the opening goal. Good to see him back at Everton. He, and he nearly scored, a, scored yeah. a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, uh, so yeah, good to see that. Um, what else have we got here? Fleetwood Town. Uh, they got beaten five one by Blackpool. Matt Phillips getting a hat trick on the score sheet again. Electric. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he looked great last season, like towards the end of it when he made his debut for Blackpool in the Premier League, and he's just he's just flourishing in, in the Championship, isn't he? Just looks just. Electrifying. I thought Thomas Ince, of course, son of Paul, scored one of the goals of the weekend, actually. It's a great goal. At the end of the day, that goal was the best goal for Thomas Ince. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the best thing with Thomas Ince. That referee can walk off the pitch and tell his kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm confused now. Yeah. Thomas Ince Paul, Ince is, Paul Ince's son scored a goal. <laughs> yeah. that would be. Phillips's hat trick goal was absolute class. Yeah. I know, you know, Tamato is sort of non league side, but still. Fleetwood. Sorry, yeah. Of course, Fleetwood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bolton struggled away at Macclesfield. Uh, Arno Mendy with an uh, that was oh, one of the goals of the weekend as well. The goal of the weekend, There's been yeah, some yeah. goals this that weekend. There has been, to be fair. The magic <laughs> of the FA Cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, no, the good goals of the FA yeah. Cup. Let's not uh, lose I the correct uh, terminology. I liked Coventry City's uh, retro top as well for the commemorative mm. kit. I mean, I thought putting Keith Houchin up front was a bit much. <laughs> to be I can see why they lost that mm. match. Yeah. You, uh, well, going back to Bolton, I was just going to say that Owen Coyle said after the game, you know, we don't deal the negativity and we'll look forward to the replay. Very, very positive. But yeah. do, do you think perhaps at Bolton that uh, we all like Owen Cole very nice bloke it would appear but do you think maybe he's too positive sometimes he might have to hammer them yeah oh absolutely I mean you wonder if he's doing that sort of behind closed doors though I think he's got to say one thing for the fans and maybe another to the players you know because mm. he can't he can't be going in there going come on lads this is great you know we've got a replay now <laughs> there's absolutely no way he's, he's treating for, that as a positive for, isn't for me He's been a great servant at that club. I think he's running on fumes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't see him lasting the season. Get him some honest. booze. Well, the, pro- the only problem with that, though, Pete, is that he probably would have gone already, but they can't afford to sack him. No. Mm. That's the, pro- the, the thing about Macclesfield is it's probably a tricky tie for them going away there. But uh, Macclesfield are like about 15th in League Two. Mm. <laughs> you know, you can imagine the players it's going. A great, to- it's a great tie for them. Oh, absolutely. A little yeah. bit of money. Yeah. A bit yeah, more absolutely. money. Absolutely. Uh, but there has been a sacking. And it's Neil Warnock. Yes, it's, it's disappointing, isn't it? It's, yeah. not, it's definitely not his fault. It's a conspiracy that runs to the very top of the football association. <laughs> okay, well, um, it would, obviously they drew. Bloody Sean Bean. <laughs> 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 they drew away to MK Dons uh, with a last minute goal from yeah. Heider Helgerson. Heider Helgerson. Heider Helgerson. Even though he scored with his feet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Neil Warnock has been sacked. Mark Hughes is the favourite to take over. Although. Um, Ray Wilkins has thrown his hat into the ring. My oh, word. Did you see that? My word. He said, it would be an absolute pleasure to go back there. <laughs> I would love to see that. And what yeah, a that professional cool. that young man is. Talking of nostalgia. Yeah. Get him on the pitch, yeah. even. Yeah. <laughs> him, Trevor Sinclair. The thing about Neil Warnock is that, you know, he, on one level, he's earned the right to be in the Premier League because he got them promoted and he did mm. a good job. And, and let's not forget, he did a good job when Cooper had gone for a number of different managers beforehand. Well, they were a laughing stock. There's no yeah, two yeah. ways about it. They were an absolute joke for but, a long time. And it looked like they were never going to get stable. And he did that. And he took a long time to be able to get that money in to be able to start spending a little bit of money. Remember the start of the transfer window? He, yeah. was, he, 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 he was promised a load of money. He didn't get it. And then yeah. he right at the end he managed to bring in mm. you know they did quite a few deals on deadline day didn't they yeah. but it's, it's not like they're, a, they're at the, the foot of the table language well, no the, fl- the flip side of it though is they haven't won in about seven or eight games yeah. and also that Neil Warnock just sort of strikes me as it, someone said you think it was yesterday or just around when it happened is he is he a sort of manager who just falls a little bit short with ideas and tactics mm. and stuff when it comes to the Premier League? Well, and that may be the case. Some of the stuff I've read is that he's not a very sort of tactically minded manager at all. He's more of a motivator. And there was a, a particular example that's been written about quite a lot, which was against Norwich when Clint Hill shouted to him, um, it, they're, they're five on four, you've got to change it up. And yeah. Warnock didn't react to that and Norwich went on to win the game because Paul Lambert made the substitution that made the difference. And I mean, they're lambs to the slaughter if you're doing that. Yeah. If you're yeah. sending them out there and they're, they're, level, they're yeah. not dealing with the tactics properly, you've got to change it up. Or yeah. There's only going to be one outcome. And also, pe- in team talks and stuff, people don't know when he's angry because he has no eyebrows. So <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> he can't yeah. frown. It does ruin an expression, a mm. lack of eyebrows. Let's also give a bit of credit if, it, if it's, well, that's the right word, but let's re- at least acknowledge the fact that they, he's been sacked now because they've got three and a half weeks or three mm. weeks sorry of the, of the transfer window left so at least yeah. you imagine yeah, it's sensible yeah. you know mm. if you're going to do it well all. it looks yeah. as though that Hughes is lined up isn't it? It, it it does certainly appear that way but we'll wait and see um, and perhaps Warnock maybe next England manager uh, Reading S- Marcus yeah. I'm just going to congratulate you there actually What's on that? not taking an opportunity to mention Sven well, now you've blown yeah, it. Yeah, well done. Well, I, ju- I just think it needs to... While we're giving credit well, He's out, happy in, in Iran, isn't he? Well, you know... Is anyone is happy anyone in Iran? Iran? 
Armadillo Jad. There's one man who can find happiness anywhere. Yeah. And happiness comes in the form of, well, you know. Um, uh, now, Reading lost at home to Stevenage 1 0. Silly, wasn't it? It was very silly. Reading have been going very well. I've been talking about they're going to start their um, second half of the season surge. Um, okay, this isn't in the league, but still, what a win for Stevenage. And Big Graham Wesley. Well, yeah, he's taken a traditionally a, a non-league club. I think they're about seventh in League One. Great, you know, you yeah. give mm. I mean, he's been linked with a Preston job today, but you've got to give him a huge amount you of respect can't for that. Wesley factor. Yeah, well, he's, he, was, <laughs> he was, of course, from a town manager when we were living down that do you way. Feel, yeah, do you feel maybe um, roots after Capella leaves? In, it's just a little bit too soon. It's come a bit soon for him, yeah. But he is still a very young man. He is, he is still yeah. a very young man. He's got a future ahead of him in management. He, I think he's been managing since his early thirties. Warnock then Wesley. Yes, That's no, both of them together. Ah. <laughs> right, the two W's and Ray Wilkins. The three yeah. W's. W's. Oh. W cubed. Yeah. <laughs> the internet. www.england.co.uk.defeat.com. A little mention to Giovanni dos Santos. Good to have him back. Yeah, four years he's been at Spurs. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> one of the, I think he's forgotten he existed. One of my claims, <laughs> some sort of existential crisis. One, one of my claims of, of, of watching football over the years, I saw him in the flesh play for Barcelona. Did he? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> when he when he was put on the team sheet, right, he, everyone in the dressing room, including him, mm. said, Who, "Who's that?" Yeah. <laughs> and then cracked up when they remembered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair to him, Defoe nicked his first goal as well. Yeah, he did. Nugent esque it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, he's just put himself in the shop window there, surely. Ah. Oh, he has Jimbo. Oh, that's what he's It's done. weird. Spurs really have got some decent players just rattling around there. Like him and Stephen Pienaar. What do yeah. they do in the daytime? Imagine <laughs> they just hang out together being sad. <laughs> <laughs> but yet Harry looks like a bloated corpse dredged out of a river red nap. Still sees fit to tap up Denver Bar. You know. <laughs> Still wants to get the oh You're no oh that release clause is less than seven million. It's what it they are saying. It's what they are saying. Who's there, Harry? Probably the chairman. I wonder what your release clause is. It's probably a file in a fucking cake. You. <laughs> <cunt>. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Pete. Yeah. I'm really scared about this transfer window. Is he, I'm, I'm going to be hiding. Is he? <laughs> is he touching one of your babies? He's touching. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not even that. He's feeding him syrup from his tit. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's not on, is it? If that's not publicly tapping up a player, I mean, what feet? Oh, sorry. One thing I will say, just in, in, a, in a rare in a rare display of offering some balance. That on was Harry emotional, Redmond. Pete. That yeah. really was. Yeah. It's, it's blatantly that Denver Bar's I just leaked that. Oh, of course, it, yeah, well, of, yeah, course. of course. It, every, Everyone Redmond. would have known that anyway for crying out loud. Oh. It was. It, you you know. shouldn't say it though. You shouldn't say it. No, it's Chances really of, poor from Redknapp to say. Chances that. of seeing Harry knocking around the stadium in. Uh, uh, Equatorial Guinea come the African combination. Yeah, Denver, Denver, over here. Weirdly, though, surely all Redknapp's done by releasing that is just alerted other managers to it. Yeah, just it's started just a bidding it's war it's for just a player he wants. Like he can't get enough strikers. He just can't get enough of them. Mm. But anyway, let's talk about Newcastle. They beat uh, Blackburn two-one. Couple of great goals. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some excellent goals in the last. I say a couple of great goals. It was only the one really from Ben Arthur. No, no yeah, I mean, yeah, goal was great as well. Dinking it over the keeper. Oh, of course it was. And he put it in, 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 in like the ninety-third minute. Yeah, for a minute, I just remember Goodwillie's um, sort of bundled it in, and I thought, oh yeah. The best thing about that is that Spider-Man like, celebration. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I thought like, he said he was going to stop doing that because he like was too mature now. Maybe What's he, happened? He must have <laughs> forgot. Yeah. He just realised that he didn't doesn't score that many goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, Beautiful right, goal right, for Ben yeah, Ben Arthur's goal is a sort of magnificent solo effort as well, and, uh, and uh, he's sort of he's back in the team, isn't he? It's not that he's, he's been fit for a while, but he's just sort of been, been just, playing again he's, recently. He's not really he's not really fitted in all season, to be quite frank. He's had flashes and stuff, and he mm. he, he scored his goal, and I think um, a, f- a few weeks ago, and I thought that that was him then. But the problem is. Um, Amiobi played very well uh, yeah. against Manchester United in, with Denver Bar. You'd expect that he'd get more opportunities up front with yeah. uh, somebody like Leon Best or Sean Amiobi. But um, he's always said that he would never play him on the right. Never. Yeah. But uh, he played him on the right and he scored that incredible goal. I kind of feel sorry mm-hmm. for Aubertan and, and the Newcastle fans. It, 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 it certainly accentuates the fact they hate, yeah. they, they <laughs> appear to hate the man, which is mm. quite kind of disappointing because he's, he's 22, 23. He's not played a lot of football, certainly not in the Premier League. And you know, I think he had four starts last season for, yeah. for, for Man United. And you know, it's a tough one. I think, despite the fact they're very, very different players, obviously the fact that Denver Bar and Czech Tiote off to the African nations um, and 
Ben Arthur does appear to be finding a little bit of form is, is a good thing for Newcastle because it gives them a different option mm. and it, it means they've still got sort of uh, you know maybe that kind of surprise factor that they seem to be that's, just that's thumping another, teams with that's another weird one like, uh, ch- I think uh, coming out of Chelsea they reckon that uh, the Chelsea scouts are going to be watching Czech Tiotti in the African Cup of Nations I think he possibly will go to just Chelsea match of the day mm. but why go to the African Cup of Nations you've <laughs> watched them in the Premier League it's a jolly isn't it it's a jolly <laughs> YouTube clips the Dennis Wise way yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of time they want to find a team that plays a system similar to what they're playing I guess so so, yeah. Yeah. so it, it might, might be a bit more sort of beneficial but the thing about Ben Arthur he's an immensely talented player I mean he got that hor- horrific injury really oh, yeah. in a yeah. long time but if he can play consistently in a, in a system that fits him if being, I think he'd be brilliant Indeed he will Now uh, we've got to drop down uh, Well no it's not leagues It was the FA Cup We've got to talk about Some serious stuff That's happening in um, The lower leagues With Darlington mm-hmm. Struggling financially And uh, they're in real trouble yeah, again, again they're running on fumes Aren't they really It's yeah. kind of They've gone into uh, Administration a few pretty times sure, Pretty sure that's the third time I can remember yeah. going into administration well, We should say that Um if you do want to sort of lend some support to Darlington and, and, and you know because it's, you know, it's an important thing yeah. the club's going out of business it's, other things sort of pale into insignificance when you think about you know a group of people who aren't going to have a club to support so it's www.darlotrust.co.uk if you think you can help the thing, I mean the, th- yeah, the thing with the situation is that um, you know it, it costs like they have to pump 80 grand into the, the club every single uh, week I month, believe month, is it month, mm. month and it's just not sustainable at, at the moment I think the um, people who own the stadium to be honest it, this all started when they moved out of Feetums they should never have done that Yeah, right. um, but that wasn't really their thought was it it was that crazy businessman Raj Singh yeah, 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 yeah. that none of them wanted that stadium it's too big they don't yeah, need it exactly. it's massive it's, <laughs> it's, been lim- it's like 25,000 it's, it's, it's a mini stadium of light basically mm. it looks exactly the same and, and, and the, the people who own the stadium basically said if the council allow us to um, add in like a shopping mall or something or, or a cinema or something um, we would match some money we would put some, some more money into the club but um, the council aren't going to do that so either the council want a football club or they don't want a football you know it, it's yeah. one of those things it's just going to be you know, another team will spring up but it's tremendously sad for uh, one of the oldest teams in the country yeah, darlotrust.co.uk get on that um, uh, better news from um, a non-league side um, Ebbsfleet United they've been given a hundred grand for having the worst toilets at any English football ground hang on yep did they go to Fran Park? <laughs> well, um, the uh, the Blue Square Premier League side won, if you know what I mean. A fans <laughs> poll beating the likes of Sheffield United, Barnsley and Bradford City to the top spot. They've all played in the Premier League, those teams. <laughs> they, they've remember. never seen my dirty protest at Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the club will um, uh, receive this money to uh, get their toilets going. Uh, once again, the chairman. Did um, they know about this beforehand? Because they surely well, could it, have just gone to town on them. Well, yeah, yeah did I, they just like just I, set I, upon all your aisles with a lump hammer? No, I think it was it was a poll of a lot of votes um, were cast and whatnot. I have mm. no idea, but it's a strange one. The chairman said the upgrade is desperately needed and the toilets are archaic. Whereas the office manager at the club perhaps misunderstood the whole yeah. thinking behind winning this um, this uh, this money to beat uh, much bigger clubs like Sheffield United. <laughs> All them is a real achievement. It goes to show what we can do when we all work together. If we all work together, they've had some sort of mass. Well, you know what? I don't yeah. need to finish such a horrible sentence. Very strange indeed. That is magic. Now, there's been some magic in the French Cup as well. We go uh, to Lille, first of all. They beat Millie, uh, Minnows at Chantilly 6 0. With Joe Cole getting a hat trick, Lil the holders as well. Let me get. Yeah, he's got a really funny bicycle kick. Did he? <laughs> he sort of, it was a real sort of like it was a literally a knee jerk reaction. He sort of kept <laughs> up, he sort of went ah, and it, like he'd been just been electrocuted, and the ball sort of the kick was on the line. I don't oh, really yeah, know what he was doing. He was sort of hanging out, and then he just did that sort of it bounced like really a foot inside. It, yeah, it? <laughs> it's really yeah. weird. Really Do you really know weird. that um, over seven thousand teams into the Coupe de France? Wow. Oh, it's a fantastic cup. It's amazing. Brilliant. There's so many rounds. And there's so many um, uh, surprises as well. Didn't like a third or fourth division side get to the final quite recently? And five top flight clubs were knocked out this year, weren't they? They were indeed. Yeah. Well, all, this yeah, year? Yeah. But, uh, it's this, not this, round, year. this round. This round. But knocked out by lower league uh, I suppose opposition. that is also this year. Yeah, exactly. It, he's not wrong yeah. on any I, of that. I bet there were some crappy toilets around the grass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if that many uh, teams enter that cup, and also the French, you know what they're like with their toilets. Oh. Pissing in the street. The truth out. The truth without. That's what <laughs> Really yeah. and it, it, is, it is true though I was appalled when I went there I'm not offering any comment well you've never been um, <laughs> uh, I d- now did, I thought my eyes deceived me Marseille beat Red Star 5-0 I thought oh 
A little blast that from the past. <laughs> Revenge. Yeah, exactly. It's best felt, served yeah. off. <laughs> Basil Bolly getting all five. Um, uh, now Carlo Ancelotti had his first competitive match hey. in charge of uh, Paris Saint-Germain. It ended with a 2-1 win over fifth division side, uh, Lokomin San Colomban. Um, uh, Uruguayan defender Lugano. I love Lugano. Yeah. Wonderful player. No nonsense. Yeah, God, uh, yeah. But, but a very handsome man. Dashing. Captain yeah, Marvellous. Um, he scored an injury time winner. Uh, Ancelotti wasn't happy as you could imagine just scraping a, a win against a, a very much a lower division side he said we must play better when you have the opportunity to score you must score yeah, you, you can't yeah, argue with that no, it's, um, you'd be I a fool to I think Ancelotti will do a good job there I do but Montpellier owner oh Louis Nicolas him indeed yeah, he's uh, Lulu he's, yeah. Yeah, he's been mentioned on the show before he's, he's been at Montpellier about 40 years he's a massive fat fella he's and he's funny. a nutter he's yeah. an absolute he's not, not Baron Greenback he's not let us down here he's a human industrial paperweight he's, gigan- <laughs> he's gigantic he's the easily fattest man in football I'm right. out there well he's branded uh, Paris Saint-Germain fools for uh, appointing <laughs> Carlo Ancelotti <laughs> Uh, as their new manager and he reckons that he'll just bring in big name flops from England and Italy he said I laugh at them he will buy the ones he remembers from his days with the wops and the corned beef eaters wow <laughs> I think with the corned beef strong. eaters there and wow. the Italians are the, 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 racist yeah. yes and <laughs> also he said something about Italians didn't he say, <laughs> didn't he say that PS, he said PSG are subnormal yeah, yeah. yeah. the wops and the corned beef eaters bitter lunatic unbelievable get him and Gigi together yeah for a big eat up yeah, I, yeah Montpellier and Stoyer in the uh, Europa League or something would be quite <laughs> nice uh, La Liga's back yes La Liga's yeah. back I didn't worry for it the ba- <laughs> I thought Barcelona might have completed it yeah well they had their derby uh, against Espanyol and they drew one all they're now five points behind Madrid yeah I mean pff, Madrid are going to win it aren't they do you think? I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I know it's not a controversial thing to say, but like, it's, it's just it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Barcelona looked tired. Did you see much of the game? Yeah, I, d- I tell you what, Victor Valdez made an unbelievable save in the first half. Like it was, a, it was because uh, I, I was I was watching. It and I just thought that's in. And you know when it's like, did it cross the line and players run away celebrating? Mm. But he just clawed it out. It was unbelievable. So it was well mm. worth checking out that. But um, I mean, we've been saying for a long time they've been what are Barcelona running on? They've just played so much football. They have over such a long, sustained period of time, including the sort of the Spanish internationals as well, playing sort of in the, in the national tournaments with Spain, and they were going to just get knackered at some point, and it appears it is happening now. But mm. the only counter to that point is that they see so much of the ball. That they may not be as tired as some of their counterparts who spend all their time chasing. They're, they're, they're getting bored of the ball. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 But uh, the, the only thing I can see derailing Real Madrid at this moment is this Cristiano Ronaldo it's bubbling mm. under. Well, it's bubbling under, yeah. isn't it? I mean, there's, there's definite issue there with uh, with Cristiano Ronaldo. Didn't celebrate that goal. Thought the papers been getting on his back. Mm. Fans so as well in, in the stadium undermine. as well. Yeah, absolutely. That could well, undermine. Yeah, Madrid beat uh, Granada five one, and, and Ronaldo scored and didn't celebrate again. But so don't, don't forget, Barcelona still got to play Real Madrid as well. Mm. They do. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the Ronaldo thing has come from the fact that the fans are perceiving him to be selfish. It's the same criticism he had at Man United and that he's had for Portugal and that anyone that's ever watched him play can rightly throw at him, basically, <laughs> because it's, it's bang he on. He scores a it? goal a game for Madrid. Yeah, I was no, going to say. You start it, a goal oh, up. I know, but it... it, it <laughs> <laughs> it, they're so demanding, aren't they? We've for- almost forgotten that they yeah. can be like this, but now it's, it's reared its ugly head again. Because mm-hmm. he's not you as well. <laughs> that he's kind of jealous of the fact that Benzema and Higuain are getting the limelight because they're, they're striking up a real partnership. You would think it'd be one or the other, but they're working together really, really yeah. well. Well, it'll be a test of Mourinho's leadership, won't it? We'll see what mm-hmm. happens. Indeed, uh, Villarreal drew with Valencia two. Los Che failed to capitalise on Barcelona because, as we've said, that's slipping up. Whoever's in third is cursed. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's a great result for Villarreal, actually. Mm. Something to build on. Cause well, they, they, they were 2 0 up, but um, they're in the relegations. I mean, that would be incredible, wouldn't it? It's a team that starts off in the Champions League at the start of the season. Very small club, though. Sevilla so, so have relegated. dropped out the uh, top six as well, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, they lost but Levante are still fourth. Yeah, I can't, I, every time we say it, I, can't, I'm like, I can't see that lasting. They're, yeah. they're holding on. They're, they're four points Punching clear of fifth. Away. Yeah, it's good. They're still up there. Still up there. Back uh, to the uh, Sevilla. Uh, yes. Antonio Reyes made his uh, debut from. Right, yeah. yeah. And he did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that is the match what I watched. I remember that. <laughs> um, now, before we go to South America, I believe Luke's gone to Diego Corner. Here I am, Diego Corner. Ooh, 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 ooh. The you first a, one. You need a new song. <laughs> that was weird. The first one of 2012. I haven't been there for ages. Go on then. A bit dusty. What's happening? Loads of stuff. Tell us. Um, El Diego's been hanging out with uh, RVP. Robert Van Persie was over, wasn't odd, he? Odd combination, isn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> I was thinking Van Persie's quite a nice bloke. It's <laughs> 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 a bit odd. But um, yeah, but the, the real sort of top line headline story that Diego's been up to right. is uh, he's found a new target for his ire. 
Right. Um, in the shape of Leonardo. Ooh. That is a strange one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Of all the people he could pick in the literally on the planet. So he's picking on a sexy picks- Bambi. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Or just Bambi. So let me just before we, before I go on this quote, <laughs> before, we, before I go on this quote, I'm just going to couple just a couple of quick facts about Diego beforehand. Yes. Um, 3.5 million euros a year, and use of exclusive use of a private jet whenever he wants. Uh, I bet he takes that up a lot. Why give him to that? Train, just to goes down the shops in it. <laughs> he goes on to say, <laughs> "I don't understand Leonardo." I did not understand him when he moved to Inter from AC Milan. And I don't. I understand even less what he's doing today with PSG. <laughs> I wonder if he's a player, a coach, an agent, or an oil dealer. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is proof that in football today it pays off if you know how to lobby. Leonardo said, um, shouted, so Diego yeah, him in his massive from, glass house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> said, uh, I'm happy. The second or third best player of all time behind Pele and Messi. Bang! Oh! <laughs> he's speaking about me and PSG. Yeah. He will be happy about that. We'll come back. Good then. lobbying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Leonardo's a class act. You just yeah, better Leonardo. Yeah. Oh, good. Some mm. more <laughs> stupidness. Uh, in fact, I hope we get to see Leonardo on the uh, coverage of Euro 2012. I do yeah. as well. With Maradona. Yeah. <laughs> but he has to learn English and that will never happen. Some more stupidness, or as we call it, stupidity. Mm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Silliness. Now, let's go to South America. Uh, Argentina. Where David Trezeguet's uh, made a sensational return to his homeland to play for the team he sported as a boy growing up in Buenos Aires, of course, River Plate. Yeah, mm. he's joined a number of uh, European-based players in a quest to help Rivers fight back into the top flight after they were relegated to Argentina's second tier. Uh, Fernando Cavanaggi, who was at Bordeaux, although he was uh, loaned out a couple of times, he's returned to the club, um, who he played for at the start of his career. He's still only 28. Yeah. So it's a bold move going back from Europe. You know? yeah. Yeah. And uh, Alejandro Dominguez is on loan to River from Valencia. Mm. I think uh, maybe not everybody knows the story about Trezeguet as well, because people obviously think he's French because he played for France and sort of... Um, what not um, but he, he grew up in Argentina he did he? And he, I, I think, think he, he could have played for Argentina as well but mm. he chose to play for France because I forget what reasons but it's great that he's, he's, he's yeah. done that and uh, you know when he went to Hercules as well he, he showed that he is just out for a footballing adventure now in this stage of his career he's, he's won so much he's done so much already and I, I think it's absolutely brilliant it's commendable yeah, well, I, I read a great story about him which yeah. said that you know, he went to the Middle East he just, didn't, just hated it well, yeah. see, football, for me football is passion I wasn't getting that in Arabian football mm. Which is... Uh, I was getting sand. getting sand. <laughs> in my shoes. Uh, in Brazil, um, there's a football player called Chen Zingzhou from Guangdong, the first Chinese player he will be to play in Brazil's top flight. Uh, he's 23 years old, in midfielder. He signed a two-year loan deal with Corinthians. Um, now, earlier this year, uh, Brazilian football agent Flavio Pires said, we want to bring more players from China and Japan to play in Brazil. Um, interesting one. Maybe you're thinking, is it the pool of talent they're, they're after? You know, they, obviously it's Marketing hard to. <clears throat> well, stuff well. yeah, exactly that kind of thing. Well, um, some are a bit suspicious that it is mainly just marketing. Um, this is perhaps because um, the Corinthians clubs, uh, the Corinthian club marketing director, uh, Luis Paulo Rosenberg, reportedly said <laughs> Corinthians are planning to bring in any old rubbish from China to promote <laughs> their brand in the Asian market. It's a bit of a gamble, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you do wonder. I mean. Like, <laughs> park aside, I love has, that. Does it work? Any old rubbish. You know, unless you've yeah. got some like genuine someone who's already a bit of a superstar, you know, people aren't going to start buying Corinthian shirts, are they? For well, some guy put, they don't know don't who happens to also be from China. <laughs> any old rubbish. Any, any, old, any old rubbish. To be fair, it has happened in, in the past. I mean, like Inamoto was one, and there's been a couple in Italy. Inamoto well. was a decent player. Oh, of course, no, yeah, I'm sort of back at what Jim said. Yeah, but oh. I, you just wonder. I'd, I'd like to see sort of if it actually yields results. If they sell that many shirts, it's worth it for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah, well, not that they get relegated, I suppose. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> and just to finish, in Brazil, a certain uh, son of a certain famous player, Romarinho. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sort of name you give yourself, like Donaldinho yeah. or yeah. Cambalinho. <laughs> Call your, call your son Pitinho. <laughs> yeah, uh, Romario's son. Uh, he scored for Vasco <laughs> da Gama on the weekend. He's only 18, so uh, we look forward to hearing about his progress. I imagine R- Romario's going, it's my DNA, so that's going on my goal pad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> and now it's time for Going for Gold. Going for Going for Gold. 
Glold. It is time Glold. to go in for Glold. Oh, we didn't get it last week. No. You didn't get it last week. Will you, you get it this week? You beat us. Got pelters on Twitter from loads of uh, loads of people. I've got it after the third clue. Yeah, rightly so as well. And you didn't tell us that JJ Koch has mentioned the African Boy remix of Paper Planes. Well, that is the remix that I DJ with because it's six minutes long and I can go do a poo. <laughs> That's the reason, people. When he drops that in the club, he's also dropping something else. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Horrible. Eight clues. Will you be able to get an eight clues? We don't know. Big time. Big time. (laughs) Lovely banter. (laughs) Your first clue, gentlemen. I am 39 years old. Stop. Is it Paul Gascoigne? No. Gascoigne's in his 40s. Paolo Maldini? Yeah. By the way, it's never Paolo Maldini. It's always a Premier League player, isn't it? Don't answer that. It's not always a Premier League player. All right, fair enough. Naughty. My first club was Rancher's Bees. A loopy name. Think about where loopy named clubs come from, usually. Go on. Stop. JJ Culture. (laughs) (laughs) No. I've played 42 times for my national team. My second club was Club Bruges. Stop. Oh, no, God, he's not 39. No, go on, carry on. Who are you going to go for? Uh, Loire, Loire. (laughs) My nickname was The Bull. Stop. Philippe Albert? No. <laughs> he's, no, he's older than 39. 39? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> My well, mid- it was about time we had him. By the way, on the Philippe Albert note, Pete showed me a picture of Philippe Albert yeah. in, a, in a bar near St. James's Park. It's he's like a signed photo, yeah? yeah? He's a centre-back. The photo is him doing an overhead kick. <laughs> <laughs> Proudly signed by, his, by him. Um, my middle name is Oefin. Oefin. Mm. Oefin. <clears throat> I once brought myself on in an FA Cup semi-final. No. Come on. I've got nothing. I'm stumped here. Yeah. And I should. Your, have last, your last clue. Hang on. That's six. <laughs> <laughs> this infuriated Joe Royal. Stop. Daniel Amakachi. Daniel Amakachi. Yes! Game. Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I guessed him last week. Yeah. Uh, 39. 39. Yeah, come on. Yeah, true. Have a word on yourself, Marcus. So where are we now, score-wise? I'm still winning. No, I'm flying. (laughs) I'm climbing back up the table. I had a big cushion up until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, (laughs) you're on eight. I think I'm on five. And Jimbo, I think you're on six now. I think I'm on on three, aren't I? Yeah, you are. Three, three, three. Struggling. Right. Is it it email time? It is an email time. Mm. Thank you for uh, for your email, lady. I'll say an email time because we've only got one. Ramblers um, That's us Yeah that is us Following last year's profile of Lucas Radaby A memory from my childhood sprang into my mind As memories will uh, After watching the game against Man United That you described in his profile My brother and I sent a letter to Leeds United manager at the time Howard Wilkinson Pointing out that Lucas was good in goal And suggested that Lucas playing goal every week He replied with a very polite and detailed letter explaining that Lucas was a world-class centre-half. It was properly signed and everything. I can just imagine him pacing around his office, dictating to his secretary with his hands behind his back, Churchill-style. That is from George Salmon. (laughs) That's nice, that. Nice, yeah, excellent. Thank you, George. It's nice to know, isn't it? Was it Steve Gibson, the Middlesbrough chairman, who who replied to the guy who was saying, I'm really good at championship manager, I think I should be in charge. Yeah, and he said something like, "Um, oh, we'll give you a job, but how am I supposed to know you won't just nick off when the big club comes in for you? (laughs) (laughs) Really superb. I mean, that's fair enough, but surely Wilkinson, he's got stuff on, hasn't he? (laughs) Well, obviously not. Maybe if he paid more attention to his team, and less to his admin, (laughs) things would have gone better. There was a lad at my school uh, when I was in Edinburgh who was a big Celtic fan, and he reckoned this was after Celtic signed Henrik Larsson and Georgie Cadet around that era mm. in the 90s and he genuinely believed and would get really furious if you said that can't be true that he wrote to Celtic saying I recommend signing Henrik Larsson Georgie Cadet just get played in Portugal where are you getting your where, yeah. <laughs> You won't even have the internet, let alone a living stream. <laughs> what, because it's in Scotland? It was in the mid-90s, oh, and not every household Sensible world of soccer, that's where I got my world football <laughs> knowledge. They had a lot of leagues in there. I suppose sensible world of soccer with a friend of mine who insisted that uh, Zinedine Zidane was black, and they used to uh, try... This and, little try, black, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, no, he's just got black hair. <laughs> I said, no, he's definitely black. He's not black. 
Right then, it's profile time, and whoa, we've got a profile for you. Now, we've got the other two in the Dean Windass Hall of Fame, so this week it's the final third of Manchester United's Holy Trinity. It's Dennis Law. Oh. Dennis Law. Dennis Poor. <laughs> Dennis Law, relegate. Um, <laughs> he was born on the 24th of February, 1940. Uh, 27 years before the Summer of Love. A long time. He would have been in his prime. The Summer of Love, yeah. He would have, yeah. <laughs> Probably <laughs> contributed. All again, he cared about was goals. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not like George Best in that <laughs> kind of <laughs> department. But, yeah. but who knows? We weren't there, man. Uh, he's from Aberdeen. Uh, the youngest uh, of uh, seven children. Six brothers and sisters. Um, from a very poor family um, up in Aberdeen uh, he uh, used to uh, tie a bit of um, wool together like a ball of wool and sometimes practice in the kitchen playing football just goes to show what a, a sign of the times what he would say is that he used to practice um, and he knew he was getting good at it when he would <clears> go out of his way to do that but not knock anything off yeah off yeah. the kitchen sur- surfaces that's right yeah. it must have <laughs> been a nightmare for his mum a waste of wool if anything yeah true the children yeah. must be clothed but he would do it for hours mm. Which just show, goes to show you know, how much he, he loved it. He was dedicated yeah. and honing his skills um, all, all the time. He was given his first pair of boots quite um, famously by his neighbours. He couldn't afford any himself. Incredible what little acts of kindness can start, Pete. Mm-hmm. Eh? Uh, now, he was plucked from junior football in Aberdeen um, by Huddersfield Town, who uh, had Andy Beatty in charge, and Bill Shankly was his assistant. Now, he was only 16 uh, when he went down for a trial. In fact, he may have been 15, actually. He was 16 when he started playing there. Uh, he, he said that he, only, he wanted to be an architect because, realistically, you know, he was good at maths at, at school and technical drawing. Well, and also, the, the other issue yeah. was that he had uh, very, very poor eyesight. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he, squint, didn't he? Yeah, so he grew up on the same council sort of tenement as my grandparents. Right. Well, my, my nan, anyway. Okay. And I asked her about him. I've asked her about him loads of times. Okay. She said uh, she was very surprised when... Um, he he was given the football nod because he was almost not like I don't know rude about it. He was not at the runt of a litter, but he's always by far the smallest. Yeah. He had really poor eyesight. He, she said he's the sort of kid who was always running around with no shoes on with a really runny nose. <laughs> he was that sort of kid. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it was a big surprise. Well, so many people would say you know he, he, never did they see a less likely football prospect. You know, he's mm. weak and puny. Yeah. You know, but uh, he so he went down to Huddersfield um, when he was in his teens, mid teens. And it, the, the first time he'd been out of Aberdeen, it took 13 hours on the train from Aberdeen to Huddersfield. <laughs> if people underestimate, I mean, it's not that bad now, but people underestimate how far away Aberdeen is. Yeah. It's yeah. a good few hours beyond sort of Edinburgh. Yeah. yeah. But, the, but even back then, you know, obviously the transport links weren't um, what they are today. But he, he said that, because um, Aberdeen's quite a nice city, you know, it's on the coast. Um, it isn't, Mark, because I've been there. Okay. <laughs> well, according to Dennis Law, it's quite a nice city. <laughs> it's nicer than Huddersfield, and I will fight you if you don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Middlesbrough of Scotland for me. Oh come on! It is. Oh, no, just, no, just, no disrespect for Middlesbrough. By the way. Wrestle this back. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he, d- he didn't like Huddersfield. That was the point. Aberdeen right. was home to him. He liked being by the beach and uh, by in, the coast. In Pit, you've got to, you've got to realise it's on the coast. It's very sort of um, one way. In one way, it's quite interesting to look at Aberdeen, for, especially from outside onto the seafront. And Huddersfield, in whenever it was the fifties, mm. it, it's just factories and mills. The whole mm. there's a lot of industry in Aberdeen. There's a lot of them, and I, you know, I, 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 com- I grew up on the coast. You know what I mean? It's not like, well, anyway, we're not here to compare. I'm just feeling that we were here. But the man who's at the centre of the profile, City Smackdown, on the front <laughs> ramp. Yeah. He preferred Aberdeen. Anyway, he, he was homesick. He was a young lad, yeah. all that way from home, mm. and um, he said he was homesick for about five years. To be honest with you, no, as as you'd imagine, um, he was the youngest ever player for Huddersfield. He went uh, into the first team at a very young age. And they had a few young players at the time. Two 16-year-olds on the right side of attack, obviously yeah. including Law, uh, which was quite good. Um, and uh, he, had a, he had a pretty good time there. You know, he was starting to turn heads. You know, people would, um, people were getting to know his name. Uh, he, uh, at the age of 18, he was given his uh, first Scotland cap against Wales in a, in a 3-0 win, which he scored in. And he actually said, looking back on it, it was the proudest moment of his career to play for, for his country. Mm-hmm. You know, he said it was such an honour. Um, he scored 19 goals in 91 appearances for Huddersfield, and he was a very sought-after player then. And Bill Shankly left uh, Huddersfield Town and went to Liverpool and tried to take... Uh, Dennis Law with him um, but I don't think Liverpool had the funds Law said that he fancied going to Arsenal because they were the big side at the time or certainly one of the big sides under George Swindon at the time but 
he said they sent up the assistant manager to talk to him, and he was put off by that. He said, well, if they're not going to send the, the manager himself, then you're obviously not that bothered. You know. He's used to brilliant assistant managers, though, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he yeah. just didn't compare. Did Shanky didn't want him to leave, did he? When he did actually leave, Shanky said that, you know, if you tell him you're making a big mistake. Yeah. Because he said it, he said it was something like, oh, one, one day it'll be a £100,000 player or something like that. Yeah, and which of course he was. Yeah. Um, but he did sell, uh, they did sell um, Dennis Law to Manchester City for 55000 which was a British transfer fee at the time. So they Records. didn't... Uh, yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Um, <laughs> uh, so they did get a, a fair old whack for him, and it was enough to finance uh, floodlights for Huddersfield's um, stadium. Putting a bit back. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Now, uh, when he was playing for City, he did score six goals in an FA Cup tie once against Luton Town. <laughs> Although the match was abandoned after 70 minutes, so it <sighs> didn't go... Floodlight failure? To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Irony, yeah. Um, and Luton won the replay as well. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> that's sick. Uh, he's an absolute sickener. Um, now he he, um, he had a good time at City. He scored uh, quite a few goals. There, nearly one in two, I think it was in the league. Um, but at the time, there was uh, a very strict wage cap in England for for players across the country. This wasn't the case in Italy, where you could make about five times uh, the amount you could in the UK. So he went to play uh, for Torino. Now, bearing in mind, John Charles had kind of paved the way as well, mm. the, 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 the big Welshman. And he said, it's quite funny, when asked about this, he said he enjoyed his time in Italy. He loved everything about it apart from the football. Yeah. He actually mm. said the football was awful. It was all defending and, and, and whatnot. And for a, and a guy with a real attacking flair, he just yeah. wasn't interested. Mm. So uh, he only had um, one season for Torino. And then Matt Busby and Manchester United came in paying a, a British record uh, transfer fee, 115000 for him, bringing him back to Manchester. And that's really where the legend of Dennis Law began. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he was nicknamed the Stretford King and uh, was a real favourite with the Old Trafford faithful. Uh, and it's still really to this day, you know, you've got the statue outside of him, Best and Charlton. I yeah. mean, that's something. That's ridiculous. Isn't Those it? three at once. <laughs> he was, he, he was, I, don't, I don't know if we have a comparable... Sort of equivalent of that. I mean, people might talk about Xavi and Iniesta and Messi. I don't know. Yeah, it's a similar sort of thing, yeah, though, isn't probably. it? It's that kind of level. He really chucked himself into uh, challenges, into uh, like overhead kicks and stuff. He loved yeah. an overhead you kick. didn't really see that much of like, well, proper it, volleys and stuff. And well, that, yeah, I've seen clips of him scoring a couple of bicycle kicks. Maybe mm. not the most sort of cleanly hit or whatnot. <laughs> but <laughs> back then, it was a real rarity for yeah. a British player. He suffers stuff. from basically not being best or Charlton. He doesn't, he doesn't mm. get the sort of level of respect that the other two get. I mean, rightly or wrongly. I mean, if, if you, it's impossible. You could argue he was a better player than Charlton. Well, he didn't score as many goals as Charles. True. Mm. You know, but th- I, I, I wouldn't agree with that. But I, well, one thing I would say is every time you see clips of Dennis Law, obviously you can't watch him play now, but you, you think, oh, best, be rubbish. best was good. <laughs> best was really good. <laughs> you know, the amount, of, the amount of chances he must have got yeah. from best is incredible. Really. His finishing was absolutely clinical, though. Oh, it? Every like top pinpoint. of goal, both three, yeah. weighed in with headers despite being a he small was, man. Yeah, he was a great header of the ball. Great core strength, very str- mm. st- strong for his yeah. side. You can you take know. players on. Yeah, I mean he, he the really accuracy was incredible with his shooting as well. You, w- you wonder, sort of, um, you know, the fact he, he started off with a squint. You know, he had sort of he yeah. had it all correct and stuff. Mm. Didn't he? If if he had to sort of hone his ability that much because he was at a disadvantage, and then he sort of almost got a boost from it. I don't know. Yeah. Just he, he did score all manner of goals, didn't he? Mm. And he, and his qualities were, were unbelievable. Goal scoring, creating, dribbling, heading, uh, like you say, you know, all the things you need to play football <laughs> yeah, yeah, at yeah. the very highest level. Yeah. One, 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 one could uh, argue. There's a great clip on, on YouTube where there's a free kick routine where he scores yeah, with Bobby Charlton. But again, he, he almost mucks it up. Though. He did almost <laughs> muck it up. <laughs> but, it, but you look at the look at how muddy was the pitch yeah. and the way he turns like, if this is the one I'm talking about yeah. where he sort of feeds it through and he does that wonderful sort of curve yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like back then you know with with, with the, the weight of the ball the, the pitches weren't great condition you think man they were decent you know what yeah. I mean best, best and especially best balance and sort of strength and, and ability to dribble on those pitches was, was really unrivaled oh, yeah. but, but Law linked superbly with best and Charlton um, his days at Manchester United it really was absolutely incredible and the 90 uh, sorry the 1963-64 season he scored 46 goals for most United Dennis Law and uh, that was uh, one of the main reasons that he was voted um, European Player of the Year the only Scottish player ever to have won it Um, he won the league uh, with Manchester United in 65 and 67 unfortunately he was injured and missed the 68 European Cup final with Benfica yeah he'd been injured Mm -hmm. for a while he missed a semi-final as well yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he did play of course uh, in the uh, famous uh, 3-2 win at Wembley for the Scots yeah. Against the English, did did he sit on the ball? Am I right in saying there's a little story 
that apparently you know <laughs> even like Scotland were having a bit of a, a bit of fun really and they were taunting the opposition and like Dennis Law was just dribbling away and he just sat down on the ball <laughs> I don't know whether I, <laughs> some I, of that yeah I did, I've heard that I was, <laughs> might maybe. be apocryphal not sure yeah he's a second he's a second ever top sc- second highest top scorer for United isn't he I think he's their top uh, FA Cup goal scorer as well uh, yeah, yeah forty goals I think he was in the, forty goals in the, in the FA, FA Cup, Cup. that's <laughs> insane which yeah. was passed by Ian Rush in the nineties. Yeah, but it, um, incredible scoring record, really, for for a guy who wasn't an, an out and out centre forward, perhaps. Mm. Um, uh, 171 league goals in 309 games. And back then, I guess you were sort of fighting against your own lifestyle to a certain extent. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. not good you were if you didn't like give up the fags, give up the crap foods. <laughs> Don't forget, also, if you get an injury, then you're finished. Yeah. 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 Well, George Best said, "Oh, he was a great pal on and off the field." And you think, "Oh, okay." We'll read into that. You have sex with him as well, George. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he bailed me out of all kinds of situations. <laughs> well, yeah, you, interesting. Say the injuries. You know, into the seventies, he was starting to, to pick up a few injuries, and then he was getting older, of course, and perhaps not quite the player. Although he still had, you know, bags of quality. But um, the management at United think, thought that maybe he's had his time here, mm. so. Um, he was sold to City in uh, in 1973. Um, well, that's such an incredible run of success. Yeah, it's a sustained amount of success, and there's always going to be. I mean, United will go through it again when Ferguson yeah. retires. They're going to have to have a bit of a change of the guard, and a lot of time, time of the older players will suffer from yeah. that. I mean, Chelsea, they might be going through it now. It does yeah. happen. You know. Mm. Also, so he had a knee injury, didn't he? Which really, really badly yeah. affected him. He did. Yeah. He missed a lot of games through that. Mm. His standout moment for Manchester City, without a doubt, was his last touch of a football in in, in the football league, when he flicked the ball past uh, the United keeper at Old Trafford, condemning mm. them to a one nil defeat. Was it one nil? Uh, yeah, I think it, the, the point was that if even if they'd drawn, yeah, uh, they would have gone down anyway. But Manchester he didn't know United. that at the time, and, and he just thought, that face. Yeah. That you, you'll never see. You'll never see that again. In football. He does the back heel. It comes to him. He does the back heel. Beautiful goal. Beautiful goal. But it was such an instinctive finish. And then he looks up and he realizes what he's done. He loved those players. He played with mm. those players for such a long yeah. time at Old Trafford. But it, <laughs> in a Manchester derby. In actual fact, they could have United could have won five 0 Still would have been relegated. Yeah. Because of yeah. The results. But yeah, he didn't, uh, you said Pete. He didn't but know it, that at the time. it is great that that was the case as well. Yeah, yeah. L- l- he must have felt so relieved. Yeah, everyone still says he relegated him. Anyway. I know it's, it's annoying. It's one of those myths, isn't it? <laughs> but it's, He's, he felt guilty for years after even yeah. though as you say mathematically it wasn't the case well he went further than that he said he didn't want to play he said he didn't want to play in the game well that, that was his last touch of the ball in, yeah. in club football yeah he was immediately subbed off wasn't he I th- well I think he chose to come off didn't he he just sort of walked off and he did was. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it, it's true that he's his face he's just like a broken man yeah like people are like sort of slapping his face sort of going come on come on yeah <laughs> Let's have a but, smile but as out, you yeah. say it showed what a professional he was because the ball came over <laughs> He's just yeah, done it and then twice about it. Yeah, to a job. And also, what, yeah. a sort of, what a good guy he was as well. Yeah. That he was yeah. devastating. Still is, probably. Yeah. There's um, uh, one commentator for that game. Was just, he just shouts, Dennis Law! What an irony! What an irony! <laughs> He's going. <laughs> um, which it was. His last um, game of football was in the 1974 World Cup with Scotland, which was the first time they'd qualified the Scots uh, since 1958, and they went out in the first round, I think, without losing a goal, uh, without losing a game. Sorry, just on goal difference to Brazil, and uh, it was against Zaire. He didn't play two of the the, the group games, but he, he had 55 caps and 30 goals. Yeah, you know, top scorer with Kenny Dalglish. He is, yeah. yeah. Two halls in there as well. A couple yeah. of halls, an international hall. That is yeah. pretty rare. Indeed, he came back from the World Cup, and and he actually hadn't chosen to retire after the World Cup per se. He he just he came back and he realised he wouldn't be first choice for Manchester City. And he, I think you know maybe the Manchester United, the relegation and, and the goal and whatnot. Mm. He, uh, that was him. He was yeah. done, uh, and and he um, he retired from from the game. I mean, since then he's been a pundit, inducted uh, into the English Football Hall of Fame, an inaugural member. Yeah. Uh, 2010, he became a patron of Football Aid, taking over from um, the late Sir Bobby Robson. I liked it when he said uh, when he was asked, um, "Why did they ever consider going into management?" And he said, "Never." Dealing with footballers, no thanks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Really nice. Um, uh, Dennis Burkamp was named after him. Yeah, mm. hey, that's right. Absolutely true. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Quite a nice but they one. couldn't. I don't think they could allow. He wasn't allowed to have one N in his name. Yeah, because yeah. in, in Holland, Dutch, there might be a, a female name, so he had to have two Ns. But he was named after Dennis. Yeah, a, bit, yeah. a bit close to Denise, I think it was. But we'll end with Denise Burkamp would <laughs> still have been a wonderful player. <laughs> yeah, <he would. laughs> we'll end with a quote from his friend Jimmy Greaves. Jimmy simply said, "He was my favourite player of all time. He had everything. The end." There it is, Dennis Law into the Dean Wind Battle Fund. Finn.
talking, uh, talking about your family connection to Dennis Law, oh, yeah. uh, Luke. My nan's sister, Auntie Lil, we call her, uh-huh. um, looked just like Dennis Law. <laughs> I mean, it's ha- it was harrowing, but it was hilarious. So, it's strictly a connection, is it? Kind no. of is. She, he looked, she looked just like him. Can we have him. a picture? But, but she, no. a picture the the well, well, I'll just give you a picture of Dennis Law and say <laughs> that is my <laughs> auntie. Yeah, you won't know the difference. She did relegate Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there we are that's the end of the football ramble ladies and gentlemen for this week I hope you've had a lovely time if you want to get in touch with us the email address is show at thefootballramble.com and the website is thefootballramble.com isn't it Jimbo? it is and on the website this week and forevermore because that's how the internet works there's Sasa Ibral on uh, match fixing in Croatia and Mikhail Zakodny takes us through important games coming up for the Polish fans this season if you want to get a flavour of how the game is in the country that's co-hosting Euro 2012 it's well worth checking out Mikhail's work as he can tell you all about it it's very sort of detailed stuff so get over there on the website and uh, elsewhere there's live fantasy football with Pick Live, the Hall of Fame, the shop and the forum. I'll get over there. Oh, it's a lovely little website. Indeed it is. And uh, let's not forget, here comes the summer. <laughs> <laughs> We've got t-shirts on the website. They're very, very good. They're very, very stylish. And uh, for, I think for the first time I saw at the Christmas uh, drinks for the Ramble, I saw actually some t-shirts uh, in real life. They're brilliant. Right. I had no idea. Uh, Footballramble.com. They make people sexier. <laughs> they certainly do. Yeah, um, time. Jimbo. Another thing that makes people sexier is coming to see me live. Um, and <laughs> uh, you can do that uh, if you want to see me preview my Edinburgh show. Uh, I will be do, doing this in uh, the Wilmington Arms, which is a pub in Clerkenwell, on the 19th of January, which is the Thursday night. So the Wilmington Arms, Clerkenwell, London. 19th of January, 7.30. Yes, London. Come down. Say, I am Zlatan on the door and you'll get in for free. How about that? There we go. Not How about that? Him. Right, uh, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Uh, shove it up your hole. I shall do. Goodbye. Pull <laughs> <laughs> the cross for Law! Dennis has done it! And no elation there at all from Dennis Law. We've got an invasion of the pitch that we could well do without. The end of Manchester United's 36 years unbroken run in the first of it. Me and Jim are proper hard to heart with it about this and I think and I think that um, they've kicked racism so far out it's that he's come back round. A ball boy's got it and he's thrown racism back in. Yeah. Now Serial killer. Oh, that was a shame. <laughs> oh, that was a shame. You gotta apologise for that. Re- apologise you say. <laughs> you gotta apologise. That bit where he goes, um, and it's time to leave the capsule if you dare. He's already in space. Why are they calling him a posse now? Why is Grand Control going? Oh, right, right. You're all. You've all fucking went through all the training. You've all blasted, risked your life by getting into fucking space, and they're having a go about. If opening a door oh, if you're dead if you're oh dead. you think you're hard why don't you go outside dick they wouldn't say that they'd say Major Tom please commence uh, leaving the spacecraft yeah over this is ground control to Major Tom you've really made the grade and know. the papers want to know whose shirt you wear mm-hmm shirts plural. I felt really empowered actually they didn't trust me este es el control de tierra con conteste si está bien si se atreve a consumar esta visión Abra la escotilla y salga al exterior. Atención, control, aquí había Voy a intentar salir. Comuníquenos cómo está de palpitaciones. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.